Episode 291 and the first of 2023 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Seminoff, sitting in for Bill. Well, for the first BizTalk podcast of 2023, let's think about warm summer weather and a night at the ballpark. Jay Miller came to Wichita in 2019 to become president of Wichita's new minor league baseball team, but he resigned after slightly less than two years and zero ball games played. It was a wild two years, but now Miller is back as president under new ownership, and we catch up with him in episode 291. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is our 2023 playbook. We look at what's ahead in business for this year, both locally and nationally, and readers will get some great tips on what our reporters and editors think will be keys to remember. Our playbook begins on page 10. This week's list is the area's largest hotels and motels. See which ones are largest and read about hotels trying to reach pre-pandemic occupancy levels. The list is on page eight. Our Women Who Lead series continues this month with women who lead in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Meet professional women who are doing quality DEI work beginning on page 14. Our 10 minutes with subject this week is Robert Garner, president and CEO of Youth Horizons. Youth Horizons is a 30-year-old Wichita nonprofit that supports boys and girls primarily in the Kansas foster care system. And Garner talks about how his career morphed from public education to helping care for children in need of support. Read more about Robert Garner on page 23. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 21. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Former WinSurge president Jay Miller is now the current WinSurge president, and he's back as is in town, and he's with us on this week's podcast. Jay, thanks for being here, and, and welcome back to Wichita. Well, I can't tell you, begin to tell you how excited I am. And and uh, when the article came out in the paper, I actually uh, totaled my text messages and phone calls last night because I'm so excited to be back, and it was it was well over sixty. I, I know that the one time that you and I had lunch, I think it was at the Anchor. and That's right. That's right. It, it seems like you you had been here just a few months and you already knew so many people in town. Uh, what has that reunion been like? You know, literally, um, I'm going to be honest with you, and, and I'm glad there wasn't a press conference because I, I think I would have teared up. But, but just hearing from everybody and, and some of the things they said to me and you know, the radio show I went on, I, I when I hung up, I didn't realize what they said when I hung up. And and then I heard what they said, and, and I did tear up. And, you know, just, I mean, I can go on and on uh, about the people I've talked to, Nate Robertson, and, you know, and it, it just, it's, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great opportunity to come back. And I just feel like I want to finish what I started. You know, I want to, I want to get, really look at the price. I want to really open up the building for special events, and I know I'm going to heal the 
the the the, the NBC tournament. We're gonna we're gonna do everything to get them back there. Um, all the things that Lou and I promised, which I had no control over when I left, I do now, and that's that's gonna be my focus, Kirk. For those who aren't real familiar with you, you're a baseball lifer, 40 years in in the in baseball. Um, have you ever seen something like this where a, a president leaves an organization and then comes back a couple years later? You know, uh, I was with Round Rock, Nolan's team, the AAA, AA and then AAA, and I was there for 12 years. And then I left and went with Nolan to Texas. And then when what happened to Nolan happened to Nolan, you know, I left and I went back to Round Rock uh, and was there for a few more years. And then I went to sure, you know, the, the baseball life, you just expect things to happen. Um, so I guess I've done it twice now. I've left and and, and gone back. Um, but no, it, that doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You came to Wichita in, in January of 19 when the, the stadium was going full bore. You know, it was we were amazed just to see the progress and then you resigned at the end of 2020. So you're here almost two years. And it seemed like a million things happened at that time. You know, uh, right, COVID, right. COVID postponed the season. Uh, Lou Schweckheimer, your good friend and the kind of the, the 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 man who made it happen for Wichita. He passed away of COVID complications. Um, and then some other people in the organization were laid off. Look back on those two years. Was it kind of a whirlwind? Yeah, it, it, it really was. And it, and when you're in it and the stadium's being built, it just it, it seems like, oh, man, opening day is sneaking up on us. It just goes so fast. Um, but the stadium, uh, you know, bathrooms in the in, in the bullpens. I mean, I don't know if another stadium has that, but I told people over and over again, when you come to the stadium, you're going to be blown away. And, and I still I, I, I have never been to a game there, but I know there's some things that I want to add um, that are going to really help with the overall um, what happens at the stadium. Mm -hmm. You resigned, you know, a few months before the first game in, in 2021. Um, can You have not done any interviews before coming back now about why you resigned. Can you talk about about the reasoning? Well, you know, the bottom line is, you know, you and I uh, met my first couple of years there. And, you know, I really think the past is the past. But um, when Lou passed, uh, the entire dynamic changed. And, you know, the I'm not going to name names, but you all know who I'm thinking about here. But we just didn't see eye to eye. And he was the CEO and I was the president. So. I was the one that had to go. Um, and um, so I just decided to resign. And, and again, the past is the past. I'm just so I feel so blessed to have the opportunity to come back and do what I wanted to do. And I really missed it. But trust me when I tell you, I was following the stories and I was following what was happening there. And and um, when I heard about promises that weren't kept. Man, I tell you, I said this in the newspaper article, and I'll say it to you. If, if there's anybody out there that I made a promise to them, and once I get back, I don't fulfill it, you come see me and call me out because that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask if you had kept up with the ball club over the first two years, not only just on the field, but how they're doing in the community and how they're doing at the gate. Um, I did. 
I did. And I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. Plus, I, you know, I had so many friends at the Wagon Masters and I had I had friends throughout the community that that would call me up and tell me, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I, I, I kind of there's nothing good that can come out of just talking about that. I just said, man, maybe one day I'll get to come back and finish what I started. That's what I would tell people. And what to see it happen full circle is is pretty amazing. What did you do for these past two years? You know, I, I started a, a, my own little consulting business. So I was working for other teams consulting. And then uh, as of a month or two months ago, before I got the call from Peter with um, Diamond Baseball, I had, I have a daughter that lives in A&M and she runs a restaurant down there. And she introduced me to the sports management department or the, you know, people in sports management at A&M. So I was going to start teaching at Texas A&M in January. But when Peter called that all changed because when he said, would you consider coming back? I'm, I'm being dead honest with you. When I tell you is my answer was, when do I start? That was my answer. When did that first phone call happen? That, that will kind of give us an idea of how long. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, you know, what's so funny, Kirk is I, I I'm a firm believer in, in, in things happen for a reason and I'm a man of faith and it was almost, directly the day that I had resigned two years previously. Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, I circled the day that I had resigned, and it was December 7th of 2020. And I think the call came like December 3rd, 2020, or 2022. So uh, I think it was literally two years later that the call came about coming back. You had known Peter from over the years in baseball, but how much did you know about Diamond Baseball Holdings? What I read and what I've read, I mean, they're they're the big dog in minor league baseball. I mean, there's no question about that. They they had 10 teams that they bought when what happened with Major League and Minor League Baseball happened. And then this year they've added three so far, Portland, Wichita, and Midland, which are all great franchises. And I think they're going to be adding more. But uh, the leadership there is very baseball background. And uh, Pat Battle, who I haven't met yet, is, you know, started uh, Learfield, you know, for the colleges. Mm -hmm. So you talk about a marketing crew and, and people that know what they're doing. This group is, is going to be great to work for. Can you talk for the for the lay people who don't know the inside baseball stuff of, of, of how the minor leagues reorganized. How did one company like Diamond Baseball get to be so big so quickly? Well, I think some of the uh, companies that they associated with, which I'm still finding out about, um, like Endeavor. I don't know if you've heard of Endeavor, but um, Endeavor is partnered up with them. And, and of course, Peter, I mean, he knows the commissioner real well, and they're so connected all over the sports world. And, and that's how it happened. And they got so many leaders in the industry and they want to grow the business. They, they like the model and they want to grow it. And um, just from my early conversations with the people in charge there, I think they're also the type of leaders that, hey, we hired you to do the job. We expect you to do it. You know, and if you need help from us, you'll get it. But go get them, you know, just hit the ground running and let us know what you need. So that's a good leader. It does sound like one thing that Diamond Baseball is able to do is because they own so many franchises and things like that. They can they can package those together for touring groups, for concerts, for festivals, things like that. 
Bingo. Will that Bingo. be something you're a part of? Bingo. That's exactly right. And uh, we've already talked about some concerts. One of probably two of my best friends in the game. One of them one runs the Iowa team, uh, the AAA Cubs, and Sam Burnaby and Don Logan. Another one that runs the Vegas team. Both of those guys have run those clubs for 30 years. We're kind of like the three amigos, and so just being able to work with those guys again. And I think DBH owns Sam as well in Iowa. Um, but there's a lot of synergies. And, you know, when you got that many teams, there's a lot of things you can do. Like, for instance, I'm sure that they're packeting like who we work with in insurance. And and they can bring a lot to the table because they're bringing a lot of people. But um, but again, I can't say enough just in the short time I've dealt with that, that company, how much how smart they are, so to speak. You haven't unpacked your things at the ballpark yet, but do you get the feeling whether they're going to be a top-down organization or kind of like what you alluded to, they're going to let you do your thing? I, I think I think what they want to do is is let you do your thing. But they feel, And I feel like if they think I need help doing my thing or if I'm not doing it the way they want me to do it, they're going to let me know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I don't think you can have a better boss than that. If you think I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing or doing it wrong, tell me. Mm-hmm. And, and give me the reason why. You know, you alluded to I've been in baseball 40 years. So I'm not that smart, but I don't want to make the same mistakes twice. You know, the mistakes I made early on in my career, and I thought that I was so smart and I was doing the right thing and they blew up in my face. <laughs> I've learned from them, you know, and, and the, especially today in marketing and social media, these young kids are teaching me stuff that, wow, you know, I, and you know what, if you don't adjust to that, if you don't learn from it or listen to them, you're, you're going to be stagnant. But I'm trying. I'm learning a lot of that stuff, but but I'm open-minded to it. I've been in journalism almost 40 years, and I can say the same thing about social media. There, I'm, I'm being taught a lot of things at this age. <laughs> yeah, whether you, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> exactly. You better be. You better be ready to exactly. learn. <laughs> uh, you're probably not the most impartial juror when it comes to looking at the first two years of wind surge operations. And I know you said you got some scattering reports from friends here in town. But when you look at the first two years, describe what what you've heard and, and then what you take into year three as the person in charge. You know, you the, the 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 thing you said to me at the very start of this interview is is gonna be the most important thing that I take from this interview, to be honest. Because when you said to me when we had lunch at the anchor, you couldn't believe all the people that I already knew after only being in town for two months. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wasn't there, but I know that if I was there, if you're at the game, if you're a regular at our baseball games, I'm going to know you and I'm going to call you by name. And if I see you in line, I'm going to, hey, let me get that beer for you. Let me get that soda and hot dog for you. I'll go by and see the sweet holders. And I'm going to stress that to the to the staff that every day, every day at that ballpark is opening day for someone. Someone is coming for the first time. So the impression you leave with them is whether or not they decide to come back, whether your prices are too much, whether you treat them right, whether you're nice to them when they have a problem. And customer service is basically what I've done my entire career. And when I see good customer service, man, I tip them, you know, and I tell them, you're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. 
And you don't know how many times the person that I've done that with has said, man, you don't know how bad I needed that today. Or if someone's behind you in the Starbucks and you pick up their tab and they don't even know you. And mm-hmm. when they get to the window, they start, whoever that guy was there, he just picked up your, your tab. Sometimes I've gotten burned with like a $40 tab. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the part that, that's been missing, and I think the part that Lou and I built our career on, was customer service, getting to know the people, getting to know the sponsors, getting to know the suite holders, getting to know the season ticket holders, not only getting to know them, but becoming their friend. And in any negotiation, to me, a negotiation is a good one when both sides walk away feeling good about each other. And Mm -hmm. so when tough times come and, you know, they got to cancel, well, I've got these tickets and these tickets and you know what, I can't cancel the wind search because they They've treated me right. I can't let those go. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my mission. I know that you're three months away from, from opening day, but are there things that you can say right now that uh, frequent frequent ticket holders will see different in 2023 than they did the first two years? Well, I want to, re- I don't, I, the thing I haven't been able to see, Kirk, I've just heard stories about some of the pricing. Mm-hmm. And I heard about the sales tax and everything else, but those are going to be things I address. I would like to take a look at, uh, I can't remember exactly what we charge for a season ticket, but I would like to get back to whatever that price was. I would like to get back to whatever it was. And I, I haven't even seen what they cost now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, for a kid to walk up to a concession stand and be able to get a hot dog and a soda and a bag of chips, you know, that's got to be, you know, six, seven dollars. You know, I don't know what it costs now, but I think the biggest thing I'm more into the repeat customer, you know, coming over and over and over again because they can afford it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing Lou and I stressed. And so not really knowing exactly what we're charging for everything, um, because it's only been three weeks since I agreed. And and so I I, that's going to be the thing I dig in. But but I think that the people, what people are going to see the most is our staff is going to be in the stands. They're going to be in the suites. They're going to be, tell me how everything's going. You know, I want to know that tabletop of four people that spent $10,000 for those season tickets. I want to make sure they're happy every night. I want to make sure they're using them. You know, if I see empty tables that I know they're sold for season tickets, I get on the phone. And I do it like this. I go, hey, Kirk, those four tabletop seats that you have, I don't know who you gave them to last night, but they weren't there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't say you're not using them. I just say, whoever you gave them to last night, they, there's a way to do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, and, yeah. And in, uh, in Round Rock, my season ticket base there, if they weren't there for like three or four days, I, I would call them. Where are you? It got to the point after 12 years there that, when people took family vacations, they'd call me up and say, just FYI, I'm out of town. So don't call me wondering where I'm at. And, you know, I'm going to give my tickets to someone else. But to me, that's the key to attendance. Mm-hmm. It may be a sold ticket, but you'd like to have them enjoy the experience and come back out. Yeah. And an empty seat, you know, isn't spending any money. Mm-hmm. And, and the flip side is uh, when, when you go to a ballpark and it's full, you feel like you're, man, this is the place to be. Right. And you yeah. go there and you got a beautiful ballpark that, and again, I've never been to a game there. So I'm just talking from other ballparks around the country. 
or you go to a park that's got 1500 people and it seats 7,000. It's like, man, what's going on here? You know, it's a Friday night. Mm -hmm. So first thing I'm going to stress from the first staff meeting is opening day for this wind surge in 2023. We're going to sell it out. And if anybody at this table doesn't believe that's going to happen, you need to get up and leave right now. Mm -hmm. And then when we sell it out, every game that we have the remainder of the year is like opening day. It's opening day because it's opening day for someone. And you got to treat everybody that way. If you see trash on the concourse, pick it up. Don't call the cleanup crew. You pick it up. Mm -hmm. And that that becomes contagious. And mm -hmm. that's going to be some of the things I focus on. I know you did your homework. And the, the wind surge in the first year was third or fourth in the Texas League in attendance. Now, last year they dropped to last um, between, I think it was between 3,000 and 3,500. Is that cause for concern or is that, can that be remedied? Oh, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that can be remedied. And I think it's all the way, it's, it's all the way we treat them. It's all the way we go after sales, uh, group sales, season ticket base. You got to have that season ticket base and, and group sales. Uh, you know, one of the teams I consulted for in Norwich, Connecticut, we were up 53% last year over the year before in attendance. But at the end of the day, if your attendance is up, then everything works. All of a sudden, the budget numbers hit. But absolutely, I think that can be remedied. And I think there's people that – I mean, I've heard from people that said, I'm not going out there. It was just a bad experience. But now that you're coming back, I'm coming. And I said, I'll meet you at the gate. You know, and, and we'll get in line and I got your first round or whatever you need. But to answer your question, I'll be I'll say I did a bad job if we're not in the top three next year in attendance. A mm -hmm. um, couple questions I want to ask you that I'd feel I'd, I'd be neglectful if I didn't ask. One thing I'm hearing from a lot of old readers is, will they the consider name. changing the, the wind? The name. name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I saw I saw Somebody in, in social media that worked for the team put out, that's our name, live with it. And I mean, I, I read that and I was furious. You know, no, no, no. That, you know, that's our name. But if the fans don't like that name and the fans want to change that name, by God, we're going to get a survey. And, and what name do you want? Tell us what name you want. And I've already talked to Peter about that. He goes, we're not, we're not married to that name. Now, I understand why the name is there, and there's probably a lot of people that still don't understand what's behind the name. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it is very windy there, you know, so that's where wind came from. And then surge is because, you know, that's what was happening in that community. It was just surging, getting bigger and bigger. And I tell that people all the time, Wichita is one of the best kept secrets. You have no idea the people that live there as well as no idea all the businesses and companies that started there, you know, and you know them all, I can go on and on. But um, yeah, the name change, if that's what something the people want to do, and I, and I got to look at what the rules are now. It used to be when you had a name, you had to keep it for at least three years or four years because of the merchandise. Right. But absolutely, if that's something that I hear repeatedly from the fans, then we're going to look into changing the name. Mm -hmm. 
couple other questions. You know, the 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 stadium has never taken on na naming rights, and DBH Diamond Baseball took on the operating agreement. I'm assuming DBH could could strike a naming rights agreement if they found a good one. If you found a good one, uh, yeah, see that there, happening. Yeah, there there were a couple that I was working on when I was there that I really had some traction with, but then COVID hit and it all went by the wayside. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be working on that myself in trying to get a naming rights deal. And you know, I'll go back all the way to 2020 or 20, 2000, rather 2000 back in 2000, when we opened the Dell diamond, which was Nolan's team, we, uh, Nolan said, man, we got to get a naming rights. And I worked my tail off and I worked on Dell for eight months and it just wasn't happening. And Nolan finally said, and then Reed, they said, man, you got to try to find somebody else. And then I was in line at Jason's deli and um, there were four or five employees from Dell in front of me and they rung up their bill and they said, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they pulled out their badge. We're supposed to be half price, which in, in round rock, Texas, Dell employees had 22,000 employees. So, that's a lot of stroke. Yeah. And so everywhere they went, they had deals. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm calling my guy right now when I got back from lunch. And I said, Scott, I said, get Michael Dell and I'll get Nolan and let's let's go to dinner because we're going to do a naming rights deal. He said, what do you got? You know, he said, I told you it's got to be something that the employees really benefit from. Mm -hmm. And I said, any game through the life of this contract any employee and their family can come for half price. And it's that deal is only out there for you guys because you got 22,000 employees. It's like a built-in group every single night. Mm -hmm. And when we first opened, we probably averaged four or 500 Dell employees a night. But I know who the employers are there that employ those type of numbers. So you can, you can figure out who I'm going to get with and try to cut the same deal. You know, okay. <laughs> I won't be surprised to see some certain names maybe someday. That's right. That's right. So that's going to be one of the one of the things I was working on when I was there, and I'll pick up on that. One more question about the stadium and the area around the stadium. You know, it, it part of the agreement coming in was that Lou's ownership group would have the four acres around the stadium to develop, and that's gotten a little slow. That is totally separate from Diamond Baseball, and I don't think we can say that enough because I don't know if people will realize that diamond baseball really doesn't have that acreage. That's not theirs. That still continues to be Schweckheimer and Cobritz and everybody EPC real estate. Um, do you anticipate having to tell people that a lot in this first year with you there? You know, I think that, um, like I said, Wichita is a big, small town. Mm -hmm. And I think that word will kind of spread and I think it already has, because like you, who knows everything there is to know about Wichita, you're asking all the questions that I anticipated that you would ask. Mm -hmm. And that's how the, that's how Wichita is. Wichita, don't pinch the bear is how I look at it. You know, if you hug Wichita and you embrace Wichita, they're going to double embrace you. Mm -hmm. And so don't tell anybody something that that you can't follow up with or you can't do, but. Yeah, I'm going to tell people every time they ask, you know, I want to run the baseball team. My job is to put butts in seats and make this place the most fun that they've ever had at a baseball game.
That's mm-hmm. my job. And whatever comes up, develops around it. I know Lou and I, when, when he was there, we were working on a margarita bill. And we'd gotten pretty, I think Lou or whomever was doing it, got pretty far down the line. And then all of a sudden it just kind of um, went away. So, but yeah, I anticipate getting asked that. Um, but that'll be my response. My job is to fill this ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I think the city and the council from the things I've read, they're ready to see something happen as well as, as well as the, you know, the, the people of the city. Okay. What's happening with that? It's been two years now or three years. So I suspect something should be happening soon. Yeah. We can, we can all hope. Uh, one final question and it relates to Lou a little bit. You are obviously an outgoing person, but it was my perception. And in the first two years that, you know, Lou was outgoing times 10. And he was the face of the wind surge. Now, are are you ready to become the face of the wind surge? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Round Rock, Texas, Sugarland, Texas, um, Port Charlotte. I can go on and on the ballparks that I've been at. And the reason I've been able to go back is because I was, you know, I was the guy. Um, but Lou, his dynamics and mine, we complemented each other so well. Because there's things he liked to do and there's things I like to do. And between the two, like I would go and give all the speeches and, and go to, and, and Lou didn't have time to do that. He was more the guy up front, you know, the media guy. And he was so good with media and so good on TV. And and then I was the guy behind the scene giving the speeches and telling them, you know, what's going to happen and who we are. And, and it was just a great combination. But absolutely, I mean – I've I've been that at other stadiums and and I look forward to to being it here. The one thing that there'll be no question that I'll be in the community and I'll get involved in the community and different different organizations and charities and they're they're going to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Well, some of us already do know, and it's good to have you back, Jay. We're looking forward to you getting settled and uh, looking forward to opening day in April. So, Jay Miller, thanks so much and. Uh, we hope you get unpacked safely. Great to connect again, Kirk. Thanks thanks for having me on. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 291. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe in this first week of 2023. Have a profitable week.